just had an interesting experience. Do you guys ever forget what day it is? I know it happens to Kevin all the time, but do you ever just get caught up that you just literally, like, if somebody came up to you and was like, hey, what day is it? You would just have that blank during the headlights expression. Because that literally just happened to me before the show. I feel bad because every Tuesday we have Rich Dials on 3 and Out. Back 9 Boys, you can hear them every Saturday and Sunday morning here. Best golf show there is. I'll say it. You can fight me. No one does it better than Rich. Honest to God, forgot it was Tuesday. Man. But I will say this. Rich, I want to I just put it out there. Rich sent me a very snarky text message. Ooh. He hit me with the okay question mark. He said, so what does it that happens mean? happens on Tuesdays. Yeah. That just means, like, he's like, I guess, because we're not doing this, because he just hit me with that okay question mark. Oh. And I was like, that's my bad. Yeah. That's my bad. But How then I just you? had to give it back a little bit, because he typically comes on at 420 mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So I hit him with a, you mind coming on 435? You're begging at that point. Yeah. You know, Rich is out there playing 36 holes of golf a day. He didn't just walk away from the okay question mark text. He came back and said, please. No, no. Come on. <laughs> I apologize. I said, it's my bad. I forgot it was Tuesday. Listen, it happens. we got a lot going on. It's finally college football season. There's a game tomorrow night. I know that now because I know it's Tuesday. Here's what's Cam, more you know who's important. playing tomorrow night? No. I, we literally talked about it. This is amazing. Cam said he just didn't listen to the show yesterday. Ran the board, but I guess between like Kevin bringing <laughs> it back, Kevin bringing it back and saying, we'll be right back, he just tunes everything out. Because we literally talked about this like four or five times yesterday. UAB, Jacksonville State, tomorrow night. Hey, man, I, I understand. Hey, you understand we, what? we all have bad moments. I understand You understand that. what, yeah. PJ? You understand what? Say it out loud. I, I, I understand him tuning that out. Okay. You want to talk about writing for small football? You know exactly what I'm going to talk about here. Because every, every time I make fun of this small <laughs> football thing, you, you get real offended. Yep. Yeah, go you know, ahead. You know, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna out <laughs> myself on here like you're outing yourself for not supporting UAB and not supporting Jacksonville State. Right. That is the guy I just forgot. It's football, man. We have it's college football tomorrow. I'm not gonna lie. This this is like the first time in a long, long time. I don't know. Take take this for what you will. I I feel like I'm I'm so focused and like just kind of in tune and trying to trying to focus on high school football right now that. Not even joking, my brother was like, "Hey man, so where are we gonna watch the uh, where where are we gonna watch a game this weekend?" And I was like, "There's a what? You got a top twenty matchup this oh weekend? God. PJ Penn State plays Wisconsin. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully at Wisconsin, right? At Wisconsin, yeah, Camp at Randall, Wisconsin. big noon kickoff. <laughs> hopefully, that's they're more focused than I am on the game I, itself. Lord, I hope so. You know what I mean? So it's it's crazy, man." Yeah, everything's everything's crazy right now, but yeah, absolutely. I, uh, college football can't wait for it this weekend. Oh, okay, so you're not going to watch Ohio <laughs> State Minnesota on Thursday? Now, probably not. Ohio State's going to win. Who? I mean, come on. You're not rowing the boat with PJ Fleck. You will for the first like quarter and a half, and then Ohio State takes over. It's what always happens. It's a freshman quarterback on the road in his first ever start, handing the ball off to some six-star running back. That's I think probably I think it's a freshman running back. So Stroud is a he's a freshman. Yeah. He's going to okay. be impressive, man. He's going to be impressive. He's okay. an Ohio State quarterback. What, I mean, I hope not. Why, why, are Ohio, why are Ohio State quarterbacks so good, PJ? Why, why are their stats so good? Why are they? 
Oh yeah, yeah, because they always throw the uh, bubble screens and. Yeah, PJ says it's just especially bu- bu- bubble screens and slant routes. I respect the heck hey. out of no, no, no. I respect the heck out of Justin Fields. But yeah, he was throwing the ball deep. Watch, yeah, yeah. You go back and watch Dwayne Haskins, Haskins tape. Yeah, he, that yeah, dude, he was bubble screens he all was. day. Like, so like was the bad. average like yards like yards per yeah. completion. Not like the run after catch, but like the yards to the receiver was like one. Yeah. If you actually go back, I know we're getting back on that, but if you go back and watch the Miller on the bubble screens, yeah, Ohio State Penn State Virginia Tech the spin move where like it's we're when like Penn State's winning twenty six to fourteen, and then and then they're like, oh yeah, we haven't been running bubble screens. They go to bubble screens and they win the game. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's it's ridiculous. It's like when somebody just starts spamming the same play in Madden over and over again. Yeah, Yeah. you just can't stop it. They got those athletes in Ohio State, man. Yeah, it's that goal line HB toss, man. Basically what it was. Well, we do have some college football news to get into today. Uh, Number one, I want to start with this because I think it's really cool. Uh, Samford is going to honor Bobby Bowden uh, by having a decal on their helmet uh, with his likeness on it, just white and that that Samford blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went to school there and then started his coaching career there uh, as a graduate assistant. So really cool stuff there uh, from Samford in honoring Bobby Bowden. I know it won't be the last. If I had to imagine – West Virginia will definitely honor him in some way. I know Florida State has to be honoring him in some way. So uh, I think this is going to be a season-long tribute to Bobby Bowden. So I think really cool move there uh, from Sanford. Uh, did you see what Hawaii did for Colt Brennan? Yeah. Did you see oh, that? that was incredible. Really cool. They uh, Hawaii has new helmets, and on one side they have just the Hawaii H. On the other side of it they have the Hawaiian Islands. But now for the season they have the number 15 on every helmet just under the islands to honor Colt Brennan. So I thought uh, that was really cool there as well. As again, two legends of college football that we lost this past offseason. Uh, some really cool news here. The starting quarterback for South Carolina, not two weeks ago, was a member of the graduate assistant coaching staff. Right. Zeb Noland. And I've always That's said, a cool story, man. I've always said Baker Mayfield might be the most college football player player of all time yeah just because of just because of his story right going out there uh and starting at texas tech as a walk-on mm-hmm. uh and then earning a scholarship at texas tech but then transferring because got do you get beat out by mahomes at, at mm. texas tech uh believe so either way transfers to so. transfers to oklahoma texas tech blocks his uh, eligibility, just because the whole, like, if you were on scholarship and you transfer inside the conference, we can block your eligibility for a year kind of a deal. And then he gets released from that, gets to play, wins the Heisman Trophy, goes to multiple college football playoffs. So just uh, – Didn't he walk on at Oklahoma too? Yeah. I, I, but I think the walk on at Oklahoma was to try to, like, circumnavigate Got, the okay, whole yeah, yeah. transferring inside conference. So, okay, kind of like but, a preferred walk on, but navigating your way. Okay. okay. Right. So it's just – the Baker Mayfield story is fascinating. The Zeb Nolan thing is really fascinating. Yeah. Started at Iowa State, played in some really big football games. Mm-hmm. And actually, Shane Beamer said this. He played against Oklahoma while Shane Beamer was the special teams coordinator at Oklahoma while right. he was at Iowa State. Last year, he was Trey Lance's backup at North Dakota State, which means he played a lot because Trey Lance only played in one, one game. game for North Dakota State. Yeah. Or did North Dakota State just I play think they one just game? Played one game. Or they, they, yeah. Maybe they just played one game. Yeah. Either way, backed up a, a first-round pick, guy who's rotating in as a starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers right now, mm-hmm. and then meets up with Shane Beamer, joins his staff as a graduate assistant at South Carolina. Some injuries start happening at the quarterback position, and I wonder how much of this now is 
was it injuries or were they just looking around being like, holy crap, our best quarterback's wearing a polo right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you go back and watch the tape, the dude has a cannon right. for an arm. Like, this isn't just like they're throwing some guy out there to throw five-yard out routes. Dude has a cannon attached to his right arm. He has experience. So, I really wonder if Shane Beamer was like out at practice and Zeb Nolan was just kind of messing around, throwing the ball with some receivers, and he was like, I'm kind of wondering. That, yeah, that looks yeah. better than anybody else we got. If it was one of those situations where, like, he knew he had eligibility left, but no one else did, like, they, they just. Well, went, I'm sure South Carolina <laughs> knew. They were, they were just like, man, you throw a really pretty ball. I wish you had one more year left. And he's like, well, I do. But well, here's the thing. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> what are you no, doing? This has, like, this has, like, Disney movie. It does, yeah. Like, a little bit of an undercurrent to it right here. I will say this, though. He has to win a game. Like, right, exactly. It can't be the yeah. Disney movie if you just go out there and get smashed no. repeatedly. And I think South Carolina on pace to win a, maybe a couple games this year. Let's see. But Zeb Nolan, baby. Amped up. Go out there. As Kevin Crabhand Thomas comes in here to get his rundown. I mean, just so, like, middle of the segment, Nani doesn't even, doesn't even wait. You know what I mean? But no, if well, this what is are you like trying to mouth to me during the segment, Kevin, <laughs> while we're doing a live radio <laughs> show? No, you can't just sneak that in. No, no Kevin we, we may be the worst oh mouther God. of words of all time. I thought that was just me. No, he's tried to do it multiple times. He's just not good at it. Okay, I got you. Because I always like, I, I'm always like, yeah, I guess I just can't. I can't really read lips. I don't know, but I guess most. No, of the I'm time pretty. I'm, I'm pretty good at reading lips. Says. When somebody's like, "OMG, get me out of here" or something like that, yeah. I can read that, Kevin. I think it's because he tries to make them way too complicated. It's like you, you, yeah, you try to make it clear, but it's like it's not working. And he doesn't use hand signals at all. Like if he's saying you have a phone call, <laughs> you have to, you have to, you have to put up the the thumb and the pinky finger to the mouth. No hand signals from Kevin. Just all lip. <laughs> oh, I heard that. I just yeah. heard incompetent. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I, I appreciate that. That's what uh, you want to hear on a Monday afternoon. That's Wait. right. Some uh, other college football news. We mentioned this yesterday. Oklahoma at Tulane is now being played at Oklahoma, but Tulane is still technically the home team in that one. I guess all that means is jerseys, and right. Oklahoma gets to call the coin toss, I guess. I think that's about it. I uh, don't know. I, I'd, like to, I like, I'd like for them to try and like keep the Oklahoma fans out. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. Just yeah, only no, let Tulane Well, Tulane I will say, I, I, does, I agree with Cam. Like, maybe if they weren't going to do this again in the future, I could see something like that where they're like, listen, we've, we're going to just go with the allocated tickets already. But I think we're going to see a sold-out game that's basically going to be an Oklahoma home game because yeah, they yeah. have agreed to play a game at Tulane in the future. Right. So right. there's that. But now Oklahoma opening at home, I believe, for the fourth consecutive year. Uh, other news, college football-related, Mac Jones, due to the fact that the Patriots have now released Cam Newton, yeah. Mac Jones will be the starting quarterback. For the New England Patriots, week one, when they take on who? The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. See, I got, I got a good question for y'all. Perfect. Out of the, um, the It'll three. It'll be Mac Jones and Tua. You know Matt Jones, Tua, and Jalen Hurts, they were all at Alabama at some point in time. At the uh, same time. Yeah, at, well, at the same time, yeah. Um, out of those three, who do y'all think will have the best career? Yeah, that's just, just such a... like, I, I would say I'm leaning towards Matt because he has if Belichick. I ha- well, I was going to say, if I had to, like, Go one, two, three. I'd say Mac Jones for that simple reason. He's yeah. playing 
for Bill Belichick. Number two, though, I'd say Tua because of yeah. because of I, I think Brian Flores is a really good coach. I agree. And two is one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen, just talent wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a good career too. I think all three of those guys yeah. will have really good careers. I think the only thing knocking Jalen Hurts right now is I don't trust his, his head coach. coach yeah. There you go. Whatsoever. Yeah. And that's the bummer, is because that that's that's exactly where my mind. I wonder went if we first. still have that audio from that press is conference. Just like God, his his yeah, Jalen Hurts coach. technical ability, the 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 way he's able to move his body and but also just be efficient with the football. Man, I, he might have the biggest arm out of all three of those. Yeah, guys. and the thing he's is, he's a quarterback. Honestly, he's yeah. a quarterback right now. I trust the most with an offense out of those three. I don't know, man. Watching Ooh. Mac Jones, yeah, this I might go Mac Jones. Yeah, he's really solid. Yeah, he he's was solid. Filthy. But yeah. He he did know. eight possessions and all eight possessions he scored either a field goal or a touchdown. And it was Never it was the, the other ball. stuff too. It was like the small stuff you don't really notice, like where he's actually throwing guys open on routes mm-hmm. where it's not he's not just trying to hit him in stride. He's putting a back shoulder to a tight end on a seam route and throwing that guy open yeah. who wasn't open before. Mac Jones That's and the I thing, though. Listen, I've been riding for Mac Jones right. since he came in when Tua hurt his hip yeah. and. I caught a lot of flack for it because they're like, listen, they're like, it's two two is the guy. They had Jalen Hurt, but. Who's it? This Mac Jones kid, you know, you see the pictures of him with his shirt off, you know. <laughs> of course, yeah. Kind of looks like me body. with my shirt off, you know. It's like I enjoy eating Chick-fil-A at 10 o'clock uh, at night. Come on, man. <laughs> right? No, no, no. Like, you pre-crossfit, like, maybe. Yeah, but. still, though. I still enjoy eating Chick-fil-A at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, though. Like, Look, Mac Jones has never said no to a burger. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I don't hate him for that. No. If anything, he looks kind of like a uh, early 1900s boxer where they actually still had body fat back then. Right. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but, no, I mean, he's – since he took over from for two, I mean, they lost that Iron Bowl, but he also had two passes go off of his receivers' heads yeah. that turned into pick sixes, right? Yeah. And and then they played Michigan. I think it was it's either yeah was it the Outback Bowl or the Gator Bowl? It was one of those uh, or the Capital One back. Bowl. It was one of those New Year's Day bowls in Florida. And that they wasn't, smacked Michigan. Yeah, and but it was just it was crisp. <laughs> and yeah. Brian Baldinger actually said this about Mac Jones when he went back. The game that Tua got hurt against Mississippi State, Mac Jones comes in. And they go from running RPO stuff to running dropback stuff, which, yeah. if anything, you go the other way, mm-hmm. right? Where you have a quarterback come in during a hostile situation and you need to just get some completions going, you probably try to go a lot of hard play action, a lot of RPO stuff where it's just one, two reads for him, get the ball out quick. They had Matt Jones doing full progression dropbacks. And so that to, like, to everyone that said, we trust him. Yeah. And then all the NFL GMs that did the uh, the, I guess it wasn't really the combine, but they did the interviews, mm-hmm. the combine interviews said he was far and away the most impressive over Trevor Lawrence, over Zach Wilson, over Trey Lance, over all of them. Just in the actual conversations, whiteboarding it up. And I, I know people like to say, well, you know, Mac Jones, he just he's throwing a wide open Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle all the time. Go back and watch the Georgia game. Yeah, he was putting it on the money, though. Yeah. Like, literally nowhere to yeah. put the football, and he was dropping it on the back of the yeah. end zone to Devonta Smith. He was. So, like, I, I, I'm not surprised. I pretty much assumed once they drafted him, he was going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. At some point, yeah. At some point this year. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think mm-hmm. when you're choosing between – but obviously, you're choosing, I, I was talking to someone about this earlier. You're choosing between the three of them. It's like – it's like 1A, 1B, and 1C, and I don't even really like splitting them up like that. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, you're talking you – know, I, I don't even know. If it, I, it's not that for me, though. Like, I got Matt Jones I think, one. I think as a, He's clear I think as an one. NFL quarterback, I think Matt Jones – like, I'll say it this way. Confidence level-wise is Matt Jones. I think ceiling-wise is probably Tua. And But I said this to Cam yesterday. I think Jalen Hurts has a really good chance to be Dak Prescott-esque. Yeah. 
They he just have to plays believe in, in him, yeah. though. I don't even know if Philly believes in him. They have to believe in him because they're well, talking about Dallas trade. Dallas really believed in Dak Prescott. Yeah. yeah. But he came he, in for Romo and right, lit and it up. Again, another one of those things. You want to get me on a tangent? We can talk about Tony Romo all day. That dude was an awesome NFL right. quarterback. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't think it's 1A, 1B, 1C for me. I think That's fine. pretty clear cut right now just off the football I've seen him play, I'd have Mac Jones above them. Now, two has, thinking, yeah. two has been healthy. Right. Yeah. And he said last year, he, he honestly, like last year, he wasn't in full command of the playbook. Which any, any rookie quarterback that comes in and tells you, yeah, I have complete understanding of the playbook and of NFL defenses, the hell out of here. Remember, yeah. Mahomes said he didn't know his playbook after winning the Super Bowl like Correct. that. So, yeah. Still out there kind of <laughs> he even said it, that. So, yeah. Well, it's like Andy Reid. Like, that stuff is just like an encyclopedia for him. It's yeah. easy for him. It's not easy for everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Jones, he's he's set up for success, though. Bill wild, Belichick yeah. in that defense. It is wild, though. Three yeah. dudes who are in the same quarterback room at Alabama are going to be starting quarterbacks week one of this NFL mm-hmm. season. And it wasn't too long ago that quarterbacks in the SEC, and we talked about this not too long ago, quarterbacks in the SEC was kind of a running joke. Yep. It was yeah. They're really good at everything except quarterbacks. So it was kind of like the, uh, the Ravens and the Buccaneers winning Super Bowls in the early 2000s. It was like you just had amazing guys at the other 21 spots, and then the quarterback just don't mess it up. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have what? Blake Sims took Alabama to a yep. uh, college football playoff. Jake Coker won a national championship. Yep. Jake yep. Coker beat, beat Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> what I was like, that's what I was going to say. Is like Greg McElroy. 10, 15 years ago, even just Alabama. McElroy like, had a had a, had an NFL though. career. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, had a, he did. Back up. I mean, he still played the league. Yeah, but okay. Jake Coker, yeah. though? Yeah. Doing that? <laughs> no, but it's just, I, I have a, I have a, one of my best friends is an Alabama fan. He sent me this morning. He was like, I, I would have never believed, you know, back 10, 15 years ago, we'd have three starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, no, right it's not now. even, like, it's not even that long ago. It was 2012. And I saw this this morning. Yeah. It popped back up on my feed. 2012, where Nick Saban was getting real upset about the up tempo stuff, uh, about the RPO game, about offensive linemen being downfield during passes, and Nick Saban was real upset about that. And he said, "Is this what we want football to be?" Right. And we all thought he was complaining. Yeah. Apparently, he was just laying down the gauntlet because he just didn't finish that sentence. He was like, this is what we want football to be. This is what we want this football to be. This is what y'all want? Okay, let's do it. Fine, I'll do what it. what y'all let's want? Go. Yeah, I'm going to go hire Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Yep. Right? I'm going to go hire Lane Kiffin, and this is what football is going to be. And they've been probably the best offense every year since then. And so then. all it took from yeah. there was they changed how they evaluated quarterbacks. Nick Saban changed that. He went from the pocket guy who can just who can stand in there – go under center, yeah. command the offense, get in and out of plays. He went from that guy to where he went, give me the most athletic guy. Give me the guy with the big arm. Give me the quote-unquote dual threat guy. And that's what they went out and got. I mean, it's, it's been fascinating to watch. And now all three of those guys are going to be starting quarterbacks come week one of the NFL. We went way over here. we got to take a break. We'll come back with more right here on second down. How aware are y'all about the full scope of this Bishop Sycamore storyline. Kind of aware. Uh, I see a uh, 36-year-old man tear his ACL on the field. Listen. That's a problem. Yeah. This is uh, this is borderline, <laughs> like, unbelievable stuff coming out of Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. Uh, I think that's my thing. I've, I've read a ton <laughs> about it. I've also – there's a lot floating around on social media that you're like, I, is that even true? But it seems right. like and more I'm not than gonna, not, like – I'm not going to talk about that, but, yeah. There's I'm just a gonna, lot of truth. I'm just going to talk about the stuff that's been verified. 
through like, reputable yeah. news sources. Yeah, okay, for funny. those of you who aren't following along, and a lot of this has come out since we were on the air yesterday. We knew that like basically ESP, where we were yesterday at this time, 24 hours ago, was ESPN had gotten duped into doing uh, IMG Academy game against <laughs> a, just a really bad school, like a really bad football team. Right, just not talented whatsoever. Got beat fifty-eight to nothing. And so the running joke was, "Wow, ESPN got duped. These people lied about having all these recruits." And, haha, funny story. Well, you brought down the investigative journalism weight of sports media, which there's a lot of really good reporters in the world. But when it comes to like latching onto something and just like following it, mm-hmm. you invited this upon yourself. Sports media, kind of crazy. Yeah, kind of again. Follow around 15-year-olds to figure out what college they're going to go to in three years. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. So when you throw something like this out there and you say, yeah, we're just going to create a fraudulent high school uh, that doesn't have an actual address. Like the two addresses for it, one of them was like a duplex. Yeah. And the other one was a, another college, like a college's library. I heard it was an online school. But that's yeah. what they're trying to make it seem like is like, but like, there's some stories that are coming out from like players who actually played there that said like, basically they bought three apartments and had like players like sleeping on the floor inside the apartments, and so like weird. they like had to provide their own food. There's a lot of again unbelievable stuff. Online only school used fake addresses, played postgraduate players. Yeah. So in that game against IMG Academy, they were playing players that had already graduated high school or were past the age of high school, mm-hmm. including some that played at the JUCO level. That's per awful announcing. So, again, for those of you following along, that means this quote-unquote high school, which it sounds like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie I'm referring to here, but the South Harmon Institute of Technology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> where they create a fake school because none of them got accepted into the colleges they wanted to get to. Yeah. Right. Uh, again, in a high school game against IMG Academy, they played players that had already played college football. You had dudes out there that were 20, 21, 22 mm-hmm. years old playing against 16, 17-year-olds. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of the parts that really just like took me back. It got hammered yeah well that's the thing they went to juco right and and they they went to juco and they i've heard that a lot of them dropped out of juco so like it's not like they were doing great things that said juco dude you're a grown man playing against 15 year olds Mm -hmm. give up that dream man Uh, that's why i would say just give up the dream that's just let it go that's just dirty to me though man like you're 22 years old or 21 years old and you want to go back and play against high school football they had a players 36 right. year old out there yeah I, that i can't verify that's weird I, i've seen some people tweet about that i don't know that that's been verified but i do I'm know run with it they they, they have that's, <laughs> that is extremely reckless uh but they they have had players verified that had played in colleges before that were back out there playing for them yeah. Also played, even if you want to say, like, maybe none of that's true, maybe maybe all of this will come out and be false, which it's not going to be because it, it literally has all been verified, but say they were actually just a team full of high schoolers, okay, they played on Friday, and then they played IMG Academy on Sunday. Yeah. You played two games within 48 hours. <clears throat> of all these things, that's that's probably, like, the most egregious and embarrassing. It's egregious if it's actual high schoolers. Yeah. If it's a bunch of 21-year-old Former JUCO players, is it? But I don't. At any rate, well, I mean, it's it's embarrassing and egregious by them. But I mean, how cool is that story? If you're IMG, like a player at IMG Academy, 
right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, bro, a cool I trucked, story. I, I, I trucked a grown man. I trucked a dude with a job. It'd be the grown man, fifty-eight zero. <laughs> I trucked a dude that pays rent. That's embarrassing. And I'm in high school again. These aren't college players. It's a high schooler getting to say that. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Nah, that's embarrassing, man. Again, I think it'd be a whole other story if the game was like 38, 37 or something like that. But yeah. 58 to nothing. And you're on TV. Yeah, I mean, that's there forever. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize this. Do you remember the video that came out last year of, like, the defensive lineman-looking dude who wore number three and was playing quarterback yeah. and mm-hmm. trucking people and then going and playing linebacker and massacring people, too? Mm-hmm. Apparently, same situation. Yeah. Dude in his 20s. <laughs> playing, I mean, it's the same school. It was Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. Same school. Right. Just out there. And, like, and the, and the outlets, like, overtime and max preps and stuff like that all ran with it. And we're like, oh, look how amazing this is. Yeah. I, I mean, it kind of shows you how dangerous social media can be. Absolutely. You just start sharing stuff that you have no idea like what it's yep. about or what the backstory is or whatever. But uh, I, I think that's the most ridiculous part about me is I, I don't know how – if you're one of those players and you're 20-something whatever, how do you step on the field in the first play? Like, I, mm-hmm. of course, you should be thinking about this before you get out on the field. But the first play you go up and, and get trucked or whatever, even if you have like make a tackle, how do you not just sit here and be like, nah, I need to get off the field. Like, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? What's well, like, what's, the, what's the end game? Like for uh, multiple points. Like so for the coaches, what's the end game there? Oh, like you had to know when you called ESPN. Like this was like a lot of this was going to get exposed. Absolutely. Well, I think that is the end game, right? Uh, but I like I don't I don't mean expose I don't know like, thing, I mean expose like all the dirty. The coach has like a rest, felony arrest warrants out. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. It's a whole like lot of people not bro. thinking straight, and it's it's like the most ridiculous part. Of course, the, the, they're all adults, right? They're all men that are going out and being like, yeah, I'll play for this team, even though how, how ridiculous right. this is, whatever. But then you also have the coaches that's just like, what are you doing? Like, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm not saying anyone's not at fault here. Like, ESPN is clearly at fault in this. You, you have to research what you're doing a lot better. And ESPN is trying to pass the buck to Paragon, who is this marketing company that – is in charge of scheduling these games for him, but man, you you Come gotta double verify. Yeah. yeah. Come on, ESPN. You, you got you. I mean, you have the ESPN 300. You can't just like you you can't call Tom Van Heron and be like, Tom, right. does this school have anybody in our top 300? Just or you one, can just, just one guy. Yeah. You know, you go research it on the internet. You know, you can just do your research. Well, again, I understand yourself. Disney is a multi-billion-dollar, like probably controlling the world organization, mm-hmm. but I think maybe bring in some of your recruiting staff that you have, some people who are really smart, and, and, and let exactly. them maybe handle that? Because they can get you some damn good matchups. Yeah, that's my argument to that. Is like, yeah, Disney has some other things to do. But then again, that means they have enough employees and, and can pay someone to, to make mm-hmm. sure that they're doing the right things. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, like you said, a, a little bit of fault for that. But I, I think, like, most of my fault and blame and whatever and just, just ridiculousness of this whole situation. Oh, it goes to the, it goes to the adults. Right at, back on, yeah. At Bishop Sycamore. Which is basically the whole team. Yeah, is what, is what we're talking about. Like, okay, so, so we're not just talking the, about the coaches. What's the end right? game for the players? Like, yeah, is it just to play football? Just trying to get be, one more game. I, in I know that? some people that's like that. Though, but is, is that it just to play that. football? Because the like, players yeah. who have already played college football, you got five to play four. I mean, that might be out the door now with all the extra years of eligibility that are being handed out. But the way it was to me taught to me was you have five years to play four. Like once you get to college and you enroll. It, it, that clock starts ticking. You got yeah. five years to play for. You get that one redshirt year that you can apply for a medical redshirt or something like COVID happens, and they give you that that call that year a wash and give you another year. But for the most part, so 
some of these guys who had played Juco ball, I mean, maybe they were still within that window where they were like a year or so removed and could like get maybe. that one more offer. But who's the college coach thinking? So, so all right, so run this down with me one more time. You played high school ball. You went to Southwest East Juco, and then you played high school football. Yeah. And now we're recruiting you. And then, and then you, you played – you had a good play against IMG Academy, which is a high school, and now we should bring you on, on our team? Wait. Tell me why again and, yeah. and, and tell me how. The, the only thing I can think of is, like you said, you, you just have these guys that, that are desperate to, to go out there and, and just all they want to do is play football, right? And that, that's all they can do. And Dude, they I'm have, looking for some men's they, league stuff, but I'm not right. But they I'm have not going to go out there and tackle coach, a 15-year-old. They have that coach in their ear that you don't know what that coach is spewing them. That's my thing. I want to say this really quietly. There's a lot of 15-year-olds out there playing football that would mess me up. Yeah, that would absolutely. wreck my world. No, that would end me. Have I you would seen be me? dust. Have you seen me? Probably all of them would. Like, so was, they're all looking down at me. Things, things start to hurt. No, I, when I you know get what older. you mean. I'm just Cam, saying. There are multiple 14 year olds out there right now that would eat your lunch. I wouldn't be out there. Uh, but I'm just saying. I, like, I know. Like all of I us in here, well, I don't know that we'd be able to walk off the field. So like, how do you wake up and just be like, well? I graduated, go play I graduated high, school high school four today. years ago. Let's uh, let's get back after it. Let's get right. back after it, man. Let's. Oh, we're on the ESPN today too. All right, All bet. Right, bet. Say yeah. no more. And apparently they were lying to these players when they were recruiting them, saying they were going to be on Netflix and all kinds of stuff. Like it's just. <laughs> but that's what that's the, it's the it's power. Like, yeah, that's you my might thing. be on Netflix it's, one it's day. Like, it's a documentary. Yeah. But it's going to be like yeah. Firefest. It's going to yeah. be a problem. It's it's like the power of the adult and the sway they have when you have. A, now I'm not saying for if there was like a 25, 26, you should know better, you should be able mm-hmm. to do your research, whatever. But if there's like a 20, 21 year old, like you said, who who just, you know, lost their JUCO job or, or whatever, and you have a coach in your ear telling you, hey, we're gonna go out, we're gonna play this team, whatever. And you're like, okay, what team are we playing? Oh no, no, don't worry about it. We're just gonna go out, and we're gonna play these few games, and it's gonna be fine. You but it wasn't I mean? just IMG Academy; they were playing like other actual high schools. Right. Yeah, that's weird, man. And they're not affiliated with the, I think it's the OHSAA, like the Official Athletic Association of Ohio. Like, they're not affiliated with that whatsoever. Yeah. They're like a non-existent, a non-existent online school. So that, it's just a wild story. It's going to play out some more. Uh, quickly here, though, and I, I called some high school coaches about both of these just to get their opinions on it. Uh, mostly the opinion on the Bishop Sycamore is kind of what we talked about, but also uh, I did talk to one coach, and he was like, everybody's worried about, like, the, the health of the players when they were playing as IMG Academy. Is anybody ever worried about the health of the players when Alabama plays Mercer? So I was like, all right, that's fair. <laughs> it's like we have no problem airing those games. I Citadel mean, Clemson. At least they're all around the same age. Well, Let's no, like like this, this was prior to the knowledge that, like, they had former JUCO players coming uh-huh. out. This was when it was just people thought that they had just <laughs> lied about how good their players yeah. were and had put them out there against IMG Academy and gotten shellacked 58 to nothing. <laughs> they were like, listen – these major major networks have no problem airing a top five team against an FCS team. Yeah, and we're, we're never we're never yeah, yeah we're never worried about the health in those games. So like, what what's the concern there? So I thought I didn't think that was an interesting point. Uh, but I, I spoke to them as well. Have all of y'all seen the Trent Dilfer video? Mm-hmm. Have you PJ seen it? Where and Cam, you could probably pull it up. I'll just search Trent Dilfer on uh, Twitter, but. Uh, Trent Dilfer is coaching an academy that he basically helped start uh, in Tennessee and I think in Nashville. And it's turned into a really successful program over these past few years. Uh, but he got videoed in an incident uh, this past Friday night where he was 
screaming, and I don't think there's any other other way to put it, screaming uh. at one of his players, took him to the end of basically where the team stands on the field, took him past that to a bench, screaming at him, was telling him to sit down on a bench, sit down on a bench, kind of grabbed his shoulder pads and sit down on a bench. But, again, he, he was screaming at him. Uh, and so, I, again, I called some coaches, and for the most part they were all saying – you have to be in control. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to be passionate, and in some situations, you have to put your hands on a kid. And, and I'm not saying like hit the kid. I'm saying it's an extremely emotional sport. I've seen it happen plenty of times. It's an extremely emotional sport, right? And if you're coming off and the kid's being a danger to himself or to someone else where you think he's about to go hit somebody, you think he's about to get in somebody's face, something like that, I think at that point it's okay it's to, about, like, yeah. to break it up and right. to physically like move them away from the situation. It's about getting I think their that's attention. Yeah, I yeah. think where you, have, where you have to really tread that line, it can get dangerous, is where you start seeing the coaches grab the fa- – I'm not saying Trent Dilfer did this, but you see the coaches, like, grabbing the face mask to scream yeah. at the players. Or, or, like, again, if you at any point strike a player, I think that's probably it yep. for your football coaching career. Right. Uh, but, like, putting the hands on it. But it's like, man, like, if, you, if I come off the field – or my, my brother just got done playing high school football, mm-hmm. and I love my bro- like I love my siblings, but there's a soft spot. He's my little brother. Like I, I love him in such a unique and profound way. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Would dive in front of a train for him. Right. But if he missed a block or he was soft on a on a pool, like he played offensive line. If he was soft pulling around and he had to get a defensive lineman, and he missed that block, and he comes to the sideline, and his offensive line coach grabs the uh, the shoulder pads that come down by the ribs and kind of just like shows him like you gotta get in, you got get up in him. Yeah, zero problem with that. Absolutely. So yeah. I think I think we we think in black and white where there's a real gray area, right? Like it's football. It's a physical sport. It's a hands-on sport. Mm-hmm. Right, these dudes are, are massacring each other every play. The comes off the sideline, he's like, "Come on, man!" It's like, or it's like, it's the helmets, Pat. Like, come on, get your hand in the game. I think that's all fine. It's just you have to be in control. Yeah, and I think that's where Trent Dilfer got in trouble. Right, right. I see it. I I, I see the video. Um, yeah, yeah. You you're right. You got to handle certain situations like that. Because um, like, like, he's still change, a kid. If you don't change any day. part of that video cam, but Trent Dilfer's face. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's in control. If he's still pointing at the bench, telling the kid to sit down, sit down, sit down. Yeah, and he's in control. I again, I just think it's the fact that you could tell Trent Dilfer was kind of losing it. Yeah, yeah, he, he's passionate, but I'm sure Trent Dilfer, being a NFL player, former NFL player, he's passionate. But yeah, yeah. he has to control that. He's now, still again, a high school kid. The kid apparently had gotten a couple personal foul calls in a row. And again, if he had done something where it was dangerous, and he was hitting another kid, or he was cheap shotting someone late. Like mm-hmm. and and you're furious at him and you're mm-hmm. lighting him up, light him up. Yeah, full full well zero problem. Yeah, you never know the yeah. full story. So, well, like you said, you know. yeah, yeah, got to be able to keep your composure and and control yourself a little bit. Yeah, sure. Let let him have it. You know, get his attention and, and make sure he he understands. I think that's the other part of it with me too. He's like, make sure he understands what's going on, what you expect. But of him you do, man. But you do. Yeah. Like if when you're when you're on that sideline, you do understand because that's not the first communication. Uh, that yeah, that that, you, you, that Trent yeah. Dilfer's ever had with that player, right? Right. That's not the first time Trent Dilfer and that kid have ever had conversations like that, right? Most Trent Dilfer, yeah. Trent yeah. Dilfer has has yeah. been, I guarantee you, been riding that team like no one's business, and it's not out of hatred. 
No. I mean, it's clearly out of love. Trent Dilfer could be making so much more money working for ESPN doing that mm-hmm. stuff, but he loves coaching football. He wants to do something cool in Nashville, started this program, and he's coaching those kids, and he's out there every day busting his butt coaching that. I think that's huge. I don't think we have enough of that, right? And, and so that's not the first conversation. And I will say this to the parents listening. I think this is a fascinating point. I've heard this from multiple coaches. Again, like I said, that's not the first time Trent Dilfer and that kid have had a conversation. And Phil Dawson actually used to be a kicker in the NFL, and that's Phil Dawson's kid, right? right? But if that was your kid and his head coach was lighting him up like that, and the first time you have a conversation with the coach is after that, and that's the first time you've communicated with the coach, that's a problem. True. That's all about knowing knowing your coach that's, and knowing that's a problem. Yeah. yeah, I would love that. I would love my coach to, to do, my, do that to my son. Well, whenever I have one, I would oh, love my that. dad would have encouraged. Yeah, I would it. love it. Yeah, I had no, my I high th- school coach do been, that. Yeah, no, yeah. I think we all been there, and yeah. t- same thing with with my dad and the coach. Now, my dad coached me a lot, but when he wasn't coaching me, no, yeah, absolutely. If it do something wrong, get after it. Make sure you you correct it. I think what I was saying with with like, it's kind of like the unhinged thing, right? Where a lot of times when you see someone kind of step over that line of passionate and become unhinged a little bit you hear that they repeat things a lot and they kind of go back to the same thing a lot and it seemed like that was happening a little mm-hmm. bit i think that was part of it like i want to see a little bit more i don't know explanation i guess or a little bit or just like yeah. like you said you see him start to get like that and just just walk away man but it just kind of like kept going yeah you so, can i, yeah, I think you can be i think you can be extremely vocal and you can be mad and you can be as strict as you want to be with that player but like you said it's as soon as you start losing control yeah, I think that's, nah, that's, I think probably, that's yeah. where the, you start to draw that line there. And I think Trent Dilfer did. He issued an apology. Uh, but, again, not even close to the worst thing I've seen on a sideline. I'm not condoning mm. it. Right. Like yeah, not, even, not even close. I've, I've seen incidences where coaches mm-hmm. have been dismissed because of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and, but, again, that's, to me that's love because uh, from a football coach, and maybe, again, this might just be Trent Dilfer being a young coach. He hasn't been doing this for a long time. True. But to me, as soon as your coach stops doing that, so say I had just gotten back-to-back personal foul penalties in a game and I came to the sideline and they don't put me back in and my coach isn't lighting me up, or my coach isn't writing me or my coach isn't talking to me, that means he's done with me. Right. Yep. Right? That means he's over it and he has to move on and he has to be with that team and he has to move on with the team without me. Mm -hmm. So if, if if you see a coach... Lighten your son up. You call it lighting it up. I call it coaching up. Yeah. It's because he loves him. I'm just going to put that out there. we got more to come, though. We'll be right back with more second down right after this. Big show coming up today on 3 and Out. The guys will be joined by Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott. They have a really good team coming back uh, competing with a really good Sunbelt Conference. So we'll catch up with Sean Elliott talking about that. Also, of course, Rich Stiles, even though he's a little bit salty with me right now, he'll be joining us coming up uh, in the 4 o'clock hour as well. And then Gorov Vidak from Talking Chop, talk about the Braves. Uh, they lose last night in a home run fest uh, to the Los Angeles Dodgers, but still first place in the NL East right now uh, with about a month left to go in the season. So we'll catch up with all those guys on 3 and Out. We went way long on the first two segments, so we're going to take a break here, come back, final segment of 3 and Out, or ha, of second down. <laughs> Wait Next. a minute. <laughs> it takes oh man working with kevin thomas is a unique experience you guys should try it sometime please do <laughs> i could use some help 
Oh, man. You think, like... There's no words. We were, we were talking about the time, and you think, you know, he comes in and he does the crab thing, <laughs> he tries to get the... You know, now he's just going to come in and just go like this, just look at his watch, like... What's, what's yeah, no, it's, what's, we've got eight minutes time, until his time. show starts, and Kevin just, like, comes in, and our music starts playing. He's like, oh! Oh! I thought it was, oh, I thought it was start of the show. <laughs> it's such a unique experience, man. Like I don't know how to mentally recover from a lot of things he said. He like basically was like questioning someone's eligibility if they did something earlier when it had just like no impact on collegiate eligibility whatsoever. And it just like it took my brain a minute to catch up. I love him so much, though. I think we should replay the his dubstep song at some point on the show today, just to show how much we love him. That does sound really good. I wasn't here Somebody, yesterday. For uh, that, so. The yeah, video from yesterday. Yeah, you got to Cam got to experience yeah, it yesterday for funny. the first time. For sure. Was it was fire though, it's right? Like, you listen to that, right? Yeah, it was cool. It was funny though. Honestly, you should intro the show with that. Probably. He might leave. Yeah, he'd probably Which if he yeah. does, then I'm hosting free and out. And I don't want to do that I'm for not three gonna hours. have him mad at me, so all right, so I'll we're let gonna need wow, to Cam. We're, we're gonna need to not do Cam, that. Cam, you actually. do the show with us every day, but you're gonna kowtow to to Kevin. Well, I mean if Has anyone ever been afraid of someone named Kevin before in their life? Not really. Well, I mean, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah, I'd be scared of that. <laughs> I wouldn't be scared uh, of that. Are uh, you kidding me? Of guarding him? Oh, my God. Oh, guarding him. All right, fine. we got, we got five seconds here. Three yep. and out with the aforementioned Kevin Thomas coming up next, as well as BJ Bennett.